Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. First Kings 19. We need to listen for the still, small voice of God. Have you ever felt so weary, depressed, and worrisome that you just wanted to give up? I was there about halfway through my two years of unemployment that started back in 2008. It wasn't until I got the opportunity to work with a Christian life coach that I discovered my purpose in life. We determined that I was to use my God-given talents, skills, and experience to help spread the gospel. I was to be a sower of the word, and here I am. Since I started this blog and podcast, the good news of the salvation of Jesus Christ has reached over 170 countries around the world. I just looked at my analytics and it just blew me away. And over 30,000 pages of this blog have been viewed. It's all God's doing, and it's all for his glory. And I'm just one of the many voices crying in the wilderness. In today's story, we find our hero, Elijah, frightened, weary, and dejected. What happened? He just managed to stand up to 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah and witness God's power firsthand. So what went wrong? Well, let's dig in. First Kings 19. So when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. The wicked witch of the West. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. 
But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched his arm and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, Horab, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. Now this is the same mountain where Moses got the Ten Commandments, okay? And it's interesting, 40 days and 40 nights. So those number 40 comes up a lot. So remember how long the flood was, 40 days and 40 nights. Do you remember how long Jesus was in the wilderness fasting 40 days and 40 nights? Okay, the Lord speaks to Elijah. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazael to be the king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from the town of Abel-Meholah, to replace you as my prophet. Anyone who escapes from Hazael will be killed by Jehu, and those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. So now we got a team. See, wasn't alone for long. The call of Elisha. Okay, now this is, I remember when I first read this, I'm like, Elijah, Elijah. I was always getting them confused. So Elijah is spelled L-E-L-I-J-A-H. And then Elisha is E-L-I-S-H-A. Okay, so 
Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there and ran after Elijah and said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go back, but think about what I have done to you. So Elijah returned to Elisha, returned <laughs> to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build the fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. So Elijah now has a mentee. So he has become a mentor. So he's got a purpose now. He's got to train Elisha to take over as a prophet of God for Elijah. And what happens to Elijah is really cool. So we've got that coming up. But here's some things to think about here. So Elijah, just experienced an awesome miracle from God against the prophets of Baal. That's what we read yesterday. It was a display of his power, yet Jezebel's threat was enough to get him to flee. Fear overshadowed what Elijah knew to be true about God. And that happens to a lot of us. God had to remind him that he was never alone. He sent an angel to feed him. And that was a pre-incarnate Jesus. Weariness makes us vulnerable. That's when the devil tries to take advantage of you. That's where he looks for the foothold. At that point, you have to put on the armor of God. You don't know what that is. He clicked on over to my blog. Click on that. We need to look for God's voice in the big things that happen in life. Storms, earthquakes, volcanoes, wildfires, pandemics, you name it. However, we're looking in the wrong place. Elijah's outlook had become negative because his uplook had become weak. As it turned out, God wasn't done with Elijah yet. He gave him some new assignments. Life is way different when you've got something productive to do, a purpose. We are bombarded every second of every day with messages from all different types of voices. Some are good and some are evil. We need to quiet ourselves, slow down our pace, and listen for God's still, small voice. As David told us in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I love that. Be still and know that I am God. So shut off your phone, put it down, put it away. Turn off your computer, turn off the TV. Go for a walk by yourself. No music or podcast, just you and God. He is here with us and he wants a relationship with you. Relationships require communication. You can talk, pray, but every once in a while you have to stop, shut up, and listen. Emmanuel, God with us. When Jesus' birth was announced to Joseph in a dream, the angel told him, this is from Matthew chapter 1, 
Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That's from Isaiah. So Jesus came into the world, then he left. And we read in the book of Acts about his ascension. And that's in Acts 1, starting in verse 6. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up in a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. That is the rapture. Consequently, Jesus didn't leave us alone. He sent his Holy Spirit to be with everyone who accepts Jesus as their savior. We believers are never alone. The Holy Spirit in our hearts helps guide us in our daily lives. The Holy Spirit isn't some far off entity. He's available to you when you believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And the bottom of today's blog, I, I embedded a really cool song <laughs> that it played right after uh, I was heading home for lunch. It was on the radio and I got stuck in my head all day and I found it online as a video. Everything will be all right. That's perfect perfect song for that. So it's at the bottom of my blog. Click on over and enjoy that one. Solideo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. 
Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times. The last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.